0: Welcome back. This is the final segment of The Ron Show for Tuesday, November 29, 2022 on the America One Radio app and on AmericaOneRadio.com. Here in Metro Atlanta, we'd heard a lot over the last year or so about the Buckhead Cityhood movement spearheaded by the controversial Bill White. Now, Bill didn't get the Buckhead Cityhood movement on the ballot this past November. So in a lot of minds, it's over except it wasn't necessarily on the ballot, except in a few other places. He had a few uh, House candidates, State House and General Assembly Senate candidate as well, and I am personally happy to report that he did not do so well. Needing friendlier votes in the General Assembly to get the Buckhead City movement on future ballots, he backed three candidates in particular uh, via fundraising, Uh, Sam Leno for a uh, House seat that, uh, House District 55, that did not come to fruition. He also backed John Bailey for a House seat that John Bailey could not win. And Fred Glass ran for Jen Jordan's vacated Senate seat, and he lost to Jason Estevez. So he didn't pick up any friendlier votes in the General Assembly. Now, leading up to the election, I didn't talk much about the Buckhead Cityhood movement because, well, it really wasn't on the ballot, except by proxy For Bill White and his organization supporting candidates who were trying to get the Buckhead Cityhood movement on future ballots. But I will say this, it's the laziest form of white flight that you could come up with. It's also dangerous, and it's not a movement that, while maybe dormant here now in metro Atlanta, isn't seeing signs of life elsewhere. As a matter of fact, in my hometown, There is a movement to look into secession of the Summerhill neighborhood, uh, mostly affluent area of Augusta, Georgia, northwest of downtown Augusta. Uh, There will be a meeting this coming Sunday at 6 o'clock in something called the Social Building. I'm not familiar with the Social Building. Anyway, uh, there is a little bit of a pulse here for... uh, a movement to create a separate city from the consolidated Augusta-Richmond County government. Now, in some cases, white flight was a lot about economics. After World War II, there was more money in the economy, in white households anyway, and between the VA housing stipend and the... uh, federal government, state government spending to expand a highway system. The interstate highway system came about. It is named after President Eisenhower, after all, in the 1950s and 60s and 70s. There were also a lot of black Americans moving from Jim Crow rural areas into cities because power in numbers. And so you started to see a shift of population where rural black folks were moving into the cities and white folks who lived in the cities were moving to the suburbs for economic reasons and obviously to avoid living in a neighborhood more diverse, to put it kindly. It's notable that this migration pattern continued for much of the late 20th century and had devastating impacts on major cities' economies because where the money goes, the wealth goes, The jobs go, leaving behind a repressed population of majority-minority cities who were being oppressed by unfair housing laws, hiring bias, and with those biases and lower incomes, no ability to purchase personal transportation to go to where the jobs were. And obviously, you saw on the conservative side, and still do, a fight against mass transit and mass transit expansion to level even that portion of the playing field. Fast forward to the 2020s, and now you just start to see the not-so-subtle dog whistle blowing of the likes of Neil Bortz, we talked about yesterday, and the Jim Jordans from the Republican Party who like to talk about Democrat-run cities and crime and struggling economies. In a very short-sighted way, of course, because they don't want to recognize that past misdeeds and wrongs have effects today. So we saw the Buckhead Cityhood movement concerned about crime. All they were going to do in earnest, honestly, was take money from Atlanta City coffers. A lot of money, because Buckhead is a pretty affluent part of the city of Atlanta and invest in creating their own city and their own little police force and starve the larger city, still the larger city would be Atlanta, of necessary resources to combat crime and economic disparities and infrastructure. And now you've got a movement in my hometown of Augusta that wants to do a very similar thing. It didn't work in Buckhead. It would make no sense in Augusta as well. But keep your eyes on this sort of thing because I expect to see a lot more of this pop up. It's dumb, it's lazy, but conservatism in the 2020s, am I right? Like Metro Atlanta, Metro Augusta needs Augusta to succeed. Metro areas need their major cities to succeed. And we see this, especially outside the perimeter in the state of Georgia, where we have conservatives just confused as to what is happening in Atlanta. They want to harp on crime and demonize the city. The dog whistles, you know? Oh, low-income housing. Hmm. And vilify folks like me who are white who move into the city as, oh, white saviorhood. No, we're just not worried about these sort of dog whistles and tropes that have been used for decades to demonize major cities just because they're majority-minority find it funny that conservatives have been telling us it's not so bad being a minority in this country, despite never being a minority, and when they are minorities in an area geographically or otherwise, they need to take their ball and go elsewhere. Why? I thought being a minority isn't so bad in this country. What do you do? Where are you going? Hey, hey, come back. We'll be keeping an eye on that Somerville movement in Augusta, and we're still watching the Buckhead stuff, too. I don't think that's as dead as we'd like to think it is, but or watching nonetheless. That's it for The Ron Show for Tuesday, November 29th. Archived audio and more at ronshowatl.com. Email me directly, ron at ronshowatl.com, or call the show if you'd like, 404-913-2725. See you tomorrow at 5 p.m.